Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Hello. Welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You on another Thursday night. Welcome back to the RV. <laughs> uh, the Let This Mind Be In You uh, studios for as of right now. Uh, so, a uh, quick introduction, uh, some announcements real quick, and we'll get right into it. We have uh, three chapters we're going to try to cover tonight, uh, but um, as you can tell, my voice is a little bit <clears throat> froggy, just a tad bit, but uh, just a slight little bit of a cold, uh, but I'll be heading out on vacation um, uh, tomorrow, so uh, next week, uh, I'll be gone for a week, next week there will not be a broadcast, however... Um, you know, get caught up. <laughs> you can go back and watch any of the old uh, uh, studies, any of the, the past studies that we've done. There's quite a few on Let This Mind Be In You. If you're watching on Facebook, we also have the YouTube channel. I, I would encourage you, if you're on Facebook, uh, because you can share here on Facebook, uh, to encourage people to go over there to the YouTube page. Uh, some people don't have a YouTube account, and that's, that's fine. But if you want to set one up and uh, or you're already on YouTube, please give it a like, share that, and uh, subscribe over there on YouTube and let this mind be in you. Same as here on Facebook. So um, it'll, it'll really help out. I'd appreciate it. Also, you can watch me or listen to me anyways. Um, anytime you're on the road, you can always listen. Let this mind be in you ministries podcast wherever you like to find your podcast. Speaking of which, the audio version. Okay, good. I'm running. I always have to go back and check on myself here. All right, let's see if we're caught up over here. Brother Aaron, good evening to you. Uh, so we're caught up here on Facebook, I think. Make sure everything's up and running. Seems to be a little bit of a lag. That's just in the latency. But I don't have anything to do with it. I think everything's coming across smooth. Praise the Lord for that. Nothing is going wrong with the Internet tonight. So I appreciate that. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Brother Jason, Brother Tom are already joining over there on YouTube. If you're joining me on YouTube, I know a lot of people don't, you know, some people want to watch without saying anything. That's fine. You can. But uh, why don't you just say hello? Everybody else that's coming into YouTube, just go ahead and jump in there. Just make a quick comment. Say hello. And uh, so I can see who all is watching. Um, it would be helpful. All right. And Sister Susie's over there on Facebook. A lot of people joining up so far. That's good to see. Um, like I said, though, I'm going to get started right away. <coughs> oh, man. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, like I said, slight cold, so you might have to deal with that. I got my water over here as well. So, But we're going to try to get through three chapters tonight. Once again, we're presenting the case, the biblical case, that this entire book... Um, the vast majority of it, let's put it that way, is about another group of individuals, not about us, the body of Christ. We are not here for any part of this. Um, 
and we've already talked about you know the 24 elders we already sp- spoke about uh, last week why John was weeping it's just a very strange thing that why would he be weeping and we discussed that how that he was waiting on the promises that were given to his father Abraham and how that had to do with the land how they would rule and reign with him be kings and priests in the millennial kingdom and beyond even so go back to watch that millennial reign series if you want to catch up on a little bit on that but uh, so we're, we've, we're making more of a case here. So we're into chapter six. And first and foremost, the, you know, a lot of people like talking about the four horsemen, you know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse and all these other kinds of things. There's many, many other things that will be presented, but we're going to go through all the seven uh, seals that will be opened up six, uh, chapter six, seven, and eight. And we'll discuss a 144,000 once again, making another strong case that this time frame is not for us, the body of Christ. And we're going to do that starting right now. So let's open up our Bibles to Revelation, Revelation chapter six. Get these other, <clears throat> get this other screen up here. Revelation chapter six and verse one, and I. This is John speaking again, of course. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, remember the four beasts are saying, holy, 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 come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Now, this has been brought up by numerous people, but I just want you to understand that this is not speaking about Jesus Christ on the white horse. This is speaking about the Antichrist. And once again, only the lamb, only Jesus Christ can open up these seals. He opens up the first seal and and the, the beast, one of the four beasts says, come and see. And here's this white horse. Notice one thing. He has a bow. That's a, like an archery bow. That's a, a, a weapon of combat, but there's no arrows. That's interesting. And a crown was given unto him. He's given this crown. He is set as the Antichrist, not by world powers, not by his own power, but by Jesus Christ himself as part of the judgment that's coming, as part of this time period to get the nation of Israel to finally realize who is their Messiah. Hi, Mom, over there on on YouTube. I appreciate seeing you over there. But that's what this period is about. And so right away we see the white horse. This is the Antichrist. He's going forth to conquer, uh, go, went forth conquering and to conquer. It seems like he's doing this diplomatically. Now, not to say that there's not a a threat of force behind it, because once again the bow represents you know power, a weapon of warfare. But there's no arrows attached to it. Now that can mean something. It may not. We don't know. But this is clearly the Antichrist. He's being this first seal that's opened up. Now, here's the second seal to be opened, verse number three. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, come and see. And there went out another horse that was red uh, and powers was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Now, now you're seeing combat. You're actually seeing conflict. There's actually wars going on here the sword there's you know they're killing each other there's all these massive things going on but notice something as we'll see a little bit later on there's no indication of just how many people are getting killed now we know in warfare people are dying but as we get further in you're going to start seeing some numbers that are just going to boggle the mind 
But that's the second horse, this red horse here. And it's given a great sword. There seems to be great power that's given, some sort of great weapons. You know, obviously we can see that in our world today. We, you know, nuclear weapons and, you know, just, uh, ultrasonic, you know, missiles and all these other kinds of things. Verse 5, and when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. Hmm, interesting. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Now what's going on here? Seems like in this third seal it's famine. There's lack of food. There's uh, very little wheat for what would be considered a penny. Now, I don't have it right in front of me, but it's not a penny as you think of a penny today. Uh, this this is a this is a little bit more than what we think of a one cent. You know, it's like, well, I get a measure of wheat for one cent. That seems okay, but there's not very much food, and for the the money equivalency, it's quite a bit of money for this little bit of food. And it seems like there's a uh, pair of balances in his hands. And then it seems like, you know, when you go to the market in the old days, you know, you, you stack up your money and, you know, you would get that in weight and whatever you're trying to do. But this is an unbalanced weight. And so many things are going on here. It seems like the oil and the wine are not hurt. So it seems like, you know, as far as that goes, and it's not speaking of, you know, petrol oil, you know, it's not speaking of things you put in your car, but, uh, you know, cooking oil. Uh, olive oil, things of the vine. Sees that? See thou hurt not the oil and the vine and the wine. So those things seem to not be affected. But you can't. You don't have anything to cook with. Fascinating. Verse seven. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, "Come and see." And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death, and Hell followed with him. Um, I was part of a military unit that uh, supported um, um, a group of individuals, let's just put it that way, that um, this was their mascot. Uh, this was their, they would, had a pale horse as their, as, their, as their emblem. And they had this verse up in the, uh, in the team rooms. Uh, this, ver this verse right here. This pale horse and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed with him. You know, it was supposed to be them, you know, kind of giving the indication that look how powerful we are. And, um, you know, it's a powerful military organization, of course, but uh, nothing compared to what this is. This seems to be pestilence. This seems to be um, all sorts of different things coming about. Pestilence and, and uh, like, you know, disease and, and poverty and... And, uh, and famine and warfare. Look at as this rest of the verse said, and power was given unto them over a fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. Even the animals over the fourth part of the earth. Now, I, when I read this, I, I don't know if that means a fourth of the population or a fourth of the earth. Like a, a one twenty-five percent of the earth is having these things happening in it. And everybody in that area is affected by, you know, war, pestilence, and, and, and famine, and, and beasts eating people. I don't know. Or that means a fourth, 25% a, a of the world's population. It, it, I don't really make it clear from here. Um, if some people have a view one way or the other, it doesn't matter. 
but you see here that the that there's major things going on and only four seals have been opened. And that's the four horsemen, you know. That's what everybody likes to talk about, but it continues on, verse 9. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Now notice, I want you to notice something, that these are not people, as is indicated to me, as, as I read this, that are being killed during this time of Jacob's trouble. Oh, boy. It says I'm dropping. Uh, does everybody still hear me on YouTube? I, had, I lost everybody for a moment, but I think I'm back on. Okay, I think I'm good. All right, anyways. Um, but getting back to it, it doesn't seem that these are people that have been killed for the cause of Christ during this time of Jacob's trouble. I believe that these souls under the altar are all those uh, part of Peter's group, the disciples, and, and, and going back even further all the way down through history, the prophets that were killed, the remnant believing Israel that are killed, that are waiting on the redemption of their body. They're waiting for their first resurrection. I believe these souls are waiting for their new bodies. Now, we are not them because we already have our new bodies. We are waiting for the blessed hope. We are, we are those that are the dead and Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive remain shall be caught up. We will be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. 1 Corinthians 15 says that this corruptible will put on incorruption, this resurrection that's meant for the church, the body of Christ. But these are souls. <clears throat> They're waiting for their new bodies. And I believe, as we've as, as I've taught already, I believe this is clearly talking about those that will be resurrected in what's known as the first resurrection in Revelation chapter 20. Excuse me. <coughs> All right, continuing on here. But, and let's look and see what the things they say here. And they, verse 10, cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Avenge our blood. Now, if you know anything, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Okay, so vengeance is mine, I will repay. That's speaking, it's obviously his to dole out this vengeance. But you never see uh, Paul admonishing us to talk about vengeance, for us to call out for vengeance. We are killed all the day long. It doesn't matter. We, we count it dung for the cause of Christ. Whether we to live is Christ, but to die is gain, Paul says. There's no, Paul is not sitting there saying, hey, make sure I, I know that I'm ready to be offered up now for the cause of Christ, and then he will avenge my blood. No. No, because the revelation of the mystery, the fellowship of the, of, of, of the mystery, us, the body of Christ now under Paul's ministry, aren't looking for vengeance. We've been resurrected already. We, we're not calling out for vengeance, but you know who does? The nation of Israel. The Jewish nation, whether proselyte or, you know, them that are brought in under that dispensation. And they are crying with a loud voice to avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth. Verse 11, or 11, and white robes were given unto, them, unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season, just a little bit longer, until their fellow servants also and their brethren, fellow servants and brethren, brethren in the flesh, I believe this is, the speaking of these remnant 
believing Israel that are just going to be killed by the thousands and millions, I believe, during this time period, <clears throat> that they should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Verse 12, And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. Uh, you can see this as a cross-reference of Matthew 24, and this is where they get the pre-wrath doctrine. How, whoa, see, this is when the, the church goes up. In Matthew 24, this is when the body of Christ gets up there. We go all through this first part, but this is wrath being poured out. Here, here is great wrath being, and we aren't subject to wrath, so this is we get out of here during this time right here. No, well before this. But I digress. But this is a direct, speaking of when Jesus is speaking in Matthew 24, he said the, the vast same things. This is all in prophecy. And I beheld, and there was open the sixth seal, and lo, verse 12, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth, sas, excuse me, sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. Wow. And the kings of the earth and the great men immediately repented and said, Oh, we messed up. No. And the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondsman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? They're not calling out. They know who's doing this to them. <laughs> they know. But they're not accepting, you know, his salvation. They're not believing on him. They're asking for rocks to fall on them. They'll curse God. They'll continue to do all these things. They'll believe the strong delusion. Huh. Verse 1 of chapter 7. What a, what a just um, a unbelievable time. But it is going to happen. Verse 1, And after those things I saw the four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. Verse 2, And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, and he cried with a loud voice, to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, neither the, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. Now, body of Christ, church of the living God, us for tonight, I want you to understand something, that you are not the nation of Israel. You have not replaced them. You have not become them because you do not fit this description. You ready? Here we go. No matter what uh, Charles Taz Russell uh, wants to put out there, this is not us. And I heard the number of them which were sealed, and they were sealed. These are the only people, by the way, that are sealed, according to the book of Revelation, the only people that are sealed. This is the only ones that receive this seal. And they were sealed, 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel, of the tribe of Judah were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Reuben were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Gad were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Asher 
were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Nephtalim were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Manasseh were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Simeon were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Levi were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Issachar were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Zebulon were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Joseph, interesting, were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Benjamin were sealed 12,000. And this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. As I said before, this great multitude of all the nations and tongues, these are the souls. These are not people in glorified bodies. They have white robes. Yes, they're of all nations. That's not us because there is no nations in the body of Christ. There is no Jew or Greek. There is no, there is no uh, barbarian and Jew. No, it's just the church of the living God. But this is a great multitude of all nations and kindreds and peoples and tongues just like there was a uh, many people of kindred and nations and tongues that were there on the day of Pentecost, but they were all Jews, proselyte and Jews in the flesh, believing Israel. These people have palms in their hands and cried with a loud voice saying, salvation to God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the lamb. And all the angels stood round about, excuse me, <clears throat> all around about, the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto God forever and ever. Amen. We can all say amen to that. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? John, who are these people? And John, look at his reaction here. John says, <clears throat> and I said unto him, sir, thou knowest, <laughs> it's like, you know who these people are. You, it's of the same kindred here. They're, they're of our, bre our brethren of the flesh. It says here, sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, these are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple and he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. Uh, when is this going to happen? The millennial reign, folks. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which in, is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of water. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Now, I know what people are going to say. They say, Brother Mike, right there, see, that's us. He's going to wipe all tears from our eyes. And I do agree with that. But I think that this is speaking about once they get their new glorified bodies. We already have our new glorified bodies. We've already been at the judgment seat of Christ. I'll talk about that as we go through this study. But the tears have been wiped away from our eyes already, folks, at this point in time. We got new glorified bodies. We've already been judged at the judgment seat of Christ. This has already happened already. But for this group, it has not. But one of these days, he'll wipe away all tears from their eyes. It's going to happen. All right. This is going to happen to them. Now, 
what you want to put yourself in this in this group that gets all the tears wiped away from your eyes at the, at that future time that's fine we can as i said before we can have little slight disagreements on things it's it's all good and uh i'm perfectly fine with that but let's continue in chapter 8 but again more evidence biblical evidence that this is not us palms in their hands and speaking about ruling and reigning with him on the earth and all so forth and so on this is a different group of individuals. They don't have glorified bodies yet. We do. We believe in the rapture of the church, do we not? We believe in the catching way of the body of Christ. This corruption has already put on incorruption. And by this point, these people here, they're souls. They're still waiting on their glorified bodies. So, again, more proof. And the people that are on the earth, the ones that are getting sealed, are from the 12, 12 tribes, 12,000 males, Virgin males from each of the 12 tribes, 12,000 of them. Only God can do that, by the way. Uh, I was in Israel, and even though they keep genealogies and all that stuff still to this day, in the orthodox portions of them, they have no idea. They have a pretty good idea which tribe they're from, and they can talk about it and all this other kind of stuff, but God, in his power... And in only his abilities is able to seal 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes. And he knows who they are. Verse 1, chapter 8. <clears throat> I'm fighting it, folks, but I'm, I'm going to get through it. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. Imagine that. No worshiping, nothing. Just deathly silent for a half an hour. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God and to them were given seven trumpets. So this seven seal is opening up the seven trumpet judgments. And another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer. And there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightning and an earthquake. And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. The first angel sounded and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood and there was cast upon the earth, and a third part of the trees was burnt up. A third of the trees on this earth burnt up. And all green grass was burnt up. Environmentalists out there, look at this. You don't want to be here to, to experience that. I encourage you to believe on the one that prevented you, can prevent you from suffering this wrath the one that suffered the wrath for us already, that died as a spotless sacrifice for you on the cross, was buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures, believe he was who he said he was, God manifest in flesh that died for your sins, all of them. Believe that. Repent of your sins. Repent of the, idea, of the fact that you can do anything to save yourself. Repent of that. Turn from that right now. Believe that he is only the one able to save you from this wrath to come. Because 
a third part of the trees. And all the green grass was burnt up, verse number eight. And the second angel sounded. And as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. Could this be a huge meteorite? Could this be an asteroid of some sort? Don't know. Seems really similar to that. It says, as it were a great mountain. So John just says it's a huge rock burning with fire was cast into the sea. And the third part of the sea became blood. Now, I think the uh, it's 70-something percent or something like that of the entire earth is covered in water. Of course, you have the seven oceans. And in those, but it says there that a third part of that sea became blood. What destruction. And a third part of the creatures which were in the sea. That's a great amount of, of creatures in the sea and had life, died. And a third part of the ships were destroyed. There goes commerce. There goes all our great ships and mighty ships and, and things that are on it. The, they're destroyed. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven. Also seems like an asteroid of some sort, but maybe it was something else. Maybe this is some sort of nuclear device. Don't know. Burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of water. And the name of the star is called Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became Wormwood. Bitter. That is, it's unusable. And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. Poisonous water. Many men died of this. Verse 12. And the fourth angel sounded, and a third part of the sun was smitten. What is this? Big sunspots. A third part of the sun is smitten. Oh, my goodness. And a third part of the moon, and a third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. Wow. And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of the heavens, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels, which are yet to sound. All this incredible things, but there's three more trumpet judgments to come. And we'll get into that. In two weeks, Lord willing. But let me encourage you again. <laughs> As we go through here, it's it's fine to have the you know this this knowledge and like wow, I never thought about that. Yep, of course it's not us. I could see that boy. That's you know talking about the nation of Israel in so many different ways, so many different indicators. But beyond that, look what's going on in the earth. And if you think, well, I'll just wait for that time period. And when I see these things actually come to pass. I'm, then I'll believe. Well, first of all, you don't come to Christ believing when you want to. It seems like the people of this earth are going to know. They'll believe. They'll know. They'll see the things happening. They'll know. There'll probably be people going out there, you know, look at this. There's going to be witnesses. We'll see uh, as we study through the book. These 144,000 messengers go out throughout all the world and are preaching. They're, they're unaffected and not hurt by any of these things. This seems like all these just mind-blowing things are going on. But yet people still curse God. You don't want to be here during this time period. I encourage you now. 
to get it settled. And if you don't have it settled, I encourage you to find a, you know, a, a local body of believers, somebody that you know there, or you can always reach out to me, ltmbiy at yahoo.com. But the gospel is this. The good news is this. And by the way, ambassadors, body of Christ, we are to make all men see. We're, we're trying to get all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, the goodness that it is now, the fellowship that it is to had now, and to warn all men of the wrath that is to follow. There's wrath coming. We're to warn everybody. I don't want to see that for anybody. Believe the gospel now. The gospel is that Jesus Christ, God manifest in flesh, came and lived a sinless life so that he could sacrifice himself. He didn't, nobody killed him. He gave up his life willingly. He laid it down for us, shed the blood that was necessary for the abolishment of sins. Your sins can be taken care of right now if you believe he is who he said he was, which was God. He is God. And God humbled himself, took on the form of a servant. And because he did those things, Philippians 2 says that he will be magnified one day. And every knee's going to bow. Every tongue's going to confess. In the end, everybody's going to, no matter the biggest atheist, it doesn't matter who they are, in the end, everybody's going to bow the knee. That's what Philippians 2 says. I'd rather bow the knee now of a humble and contrite heart, repentance to God for salvation. Is that asking God for forgiveness of every single sin you can try to remember and all that? No, it's a heart matter. Knowing that you are not good enough to save yourself, only he can. He can save you from the wrath that will be to follow. He can save you for so much more than that, too. The, the greatness is of the fellowship of the mystery is the, the life you can have now, the working of God in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory, is the fact that you can have life and life more abundant now. That may not mean riches as men see it, but you have the sealing of the Holy Spirit of God in wherein we can now cry, Abba, Father. That's available for you. So I encourage you to get that taken care of tonight. And if that's happened for you, always write You can write some comments on, the, on these videos. You can always write me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Um, you can go on the Facebook um, page, leave a comment. Uh, there's a private discussion group on Facebook you can find uh, out about. You just have to answer a few questions and so forth and so on. But um, I encourage you to reach out. I'd love to hear from you. If you, if somehow or another... The, the, the teaching of God's word here on this channel has helped you. Not only Maybe it's helped you to realize your need for a Savior, and you've, you've, you've given up, <laughs> and for lack of a better term. You've, you've come to the end of your own self and just said, I can't save myself, and believe in the one that can. And if that's happened for you, I'd love to hear from you. LTMBIY at yahoo.com, or if you have any questions, please reach out to me. I'll get back to you as soon as I possibly can. So as a quick reminder, uh, next week I won't be here, I'll be on the road. My brother Aaron will be with us, uh, Aaron, Sister Julie, and Jackson and Elliot. Hopefully, Mike, my, my, it's a secret. The kids don't know yet. We're going to meet them on Saturday at the airport. Um, but um, anyways, hopefully they didn't just hear me and me give it away. But uh, I won't be here next week. Uh, we're going to be out of town with them. And um, 
So I encourage you, though, to uh, go back. Like I said, please help me. Like, share, subscribe. Tell all your friends uh, to subscribe to the channel, whether it's on YouTube or, or Facebook. I'd rather you do it on both places if you possibly can. I know that sounds silly, but it actually helps get the message out more. It does. So make comments. Make sure you like this video. If you're watching it on YouTube, please like it on there. If you're watching it on Facebook, please like it on there. And like I said, if you don't have a Facebook account, I understand that. But maybe just create a one that's just whatever and then go find Let This Point Be In You and uh, like and subscribe that, to that channel there. Um, that would help. And if you don't have a YouTube channel, I understand. Maybe just set one up just so you can like the channel. <laughs> it does actually, it absolutely does help. Hey, thanks, Brother Dave. I'm, I'm going to go through a few of these comments real quick, and then we'll get off of here. Um, thanks to Brother Dave for posting these Bible verses. Thank you so much. As I said before, Sister Susie's here as well, Brother Dave. Uh, Brother Dave's posting some uh, verses there down through Revelation. Thank you so much for that again. Uh, let's see. So that's all that's over there on Facebook. Again, I encourage you, please leave a please leave a comment over there on Facebook if you're watching over there. And let's look at YouTube. Quite a few things were going on. Uh, I think it's Walker, babe. I don't, I'm not sure. Anyways, talking about the luxury of uh, the wealthy, casualties of uh, war and famine and pestilence, speaking as we're... As we're oh. Siri's trying to talk to me. <laughs> but um, high voltage beaver, of course, that's brother Jason. Uh, Mom says never lost the sound. I, I don't know what that was, but YouTube I, on my uh, on my studio portion on YouTube said that I lost everybody for a minute there, but it didn't didn't seem to. So everything's been everything else is going all right. My production software has been doing excellent. So all right, martyrs of the harlot system. Yep, uh, we'll speak about that harlot the great harlot here um, as we continue further on. Speaking about the beheading of the uh, by the beast system, yes, that will happen. Yeah. Okay, yep. All right, praise the Lord for his salvation. Uh, my mom says, praise the Lord for his salvation of a worthless sinner like me, as we all are. Brother Tom says amen, I think, maybe to that, and I say amen as well. All right, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll go ahead and call it a, a night over here on Facebook and YouTube. Thank you once again. Like I said, please like, share, subscribe. Also, go over to the uh, the podcast if you like getting podcasts. Wherever you can find that, let this mind be new ministries podcast. I'd love to hear about that. Uh, so why don't you send me an email as well if you get a chance. Always look forward to, or to reading emails of encouragement or something like that. It does greatly help me and uh, to know that people are out there being helped. And that's what it's all about. So, all right. Thank you, Sister Susie. All right, that's it for tonight. Thank you so much again for watching. Let this mind be in you. God bless you, and I'll see you in two weeks when we'll pick back up in Chapter 9. Goodbye for now.